0: Where bullfrogs and lizards come along and see Where bullfrogs and lizards will swim or climb a tree Where bullfrogs and lizards there's so much to explore Where bullfrogs and lizards come with us, there's more The trip to Mountain Ash Finding the gold helped both families through a difficult time and then good rains came, and there were good crops which sold well, and things improved quite a lot. One evening, Dad Lizard was sitting with his bank book and all sorts of papers, working out money things. When he finished, he rubbed his hands together in a pleased sort of way and said to Mum, Old lady, we're better off than we've ever been. Mum said with a smile, Less of the old and more of the lady, thanks. You think of anything special to do? Well, said Dad, I was wondering if we could have a short holiday and see some other places. Larry and Lucy had been busy with their school homework, but they both looked up quickly at that. What about going to Mount Nash? asked Larry. Yes, said Lucy, and see all the sights of the big city. We might, said Mum and Dad. And you can bet they were not allowed to forget about it. And after some talk on the way to school... Bill and Betty talked at great length to their parents about the same idea. And so, one morning, a few weeks later, they were all on the platform at the nearest railway station, waiting for the train to the city. The dads had the tickets, and the luggage was ready to go in the guard's van. Soon Bill said he could hear the engine coming, and in no time the train arrived, and they enjoyed the hiss of steam and the smell of the engine, something they'd heard about but never seen. They were able to find an empty compartment, which was soon quite full with their two families in it. The children were quite anxious to get the windows open so they could push their heads out and see everything, but their parents talked of dust coming in and sparks getting into eyes. What are sparks, they asked. But before anyone could answer, Larry shouted, oh, my eye, my eye, and said something hot and painful had gone into it. The hot spark from the funnel of the engine made his eye very red, even when Mum had carefully wiped the spark out with a wet handkerchief. That quietened them down for a bit. And it was very interesting to see the small towns they stopped at and to watch the farms they kept passing. And then someone started a game of finding who could first see a white horse or a red cow or a black sheep. And so time went on. The train had to stop sometimes for water and it was interesting to see the engine being filled up from a big black tank near the line by water going through a white canvas pipe. After a while, Bill looked up and said, we didn't bring any food and I'm getting hungry. Dad said that instead of bringing sandwiches, they were all going to eat at the refreshment rooms at the big junction station they would be reaching soon. And sure enough, when they came in through the railway yards full of loaded trucks and engines, they pulled into a very big platform with a huge clock on the wall and a porter who was shouting loudly, 20 minutes for refreshments. The two dads jumped out quickly and hurried in through a big door, out of which was coming some very pleasant smells of cooked food. When the rest of them got inside, they saw a crowd of people at a big counter and they got up as close as possible to their dads who soon began to pass back big platefuls of sausage and mashed potato and cups of very hot tea. Then they pushed back through the crowd and handed out knives and forks. And they all stood by the wall with their plates on a low shelf. The food was delicious, but the tea was a bit hot to drink and they all hurt their tongues and throats a bit, getting it down and hurrying back to the train. They were all in their seats just before a big bell rang. The engine blew its whistle and they were on their way again. It was some hours later before the train began to run through the suburbs of Mountain Ash. And to the children, it seemed they had been passing houses for ages before they stopped in a very big station with many platforms and lots of people moving around. A porter with a funny kind of wheelbarrow got their luggage from the guard's van and led them to the cab rank just outside. There was a long row of horses, all standing with cabs behind them, a kind of cart the children had never seen. Dad Lizard pulled out a piece of paper and looked at the address of Mrs. Fox's boarding house, and soon they were sitting in the back of a four-wheeler cab and clip-clopping along through the streets. There was plenty for children to see, especially children who'd never been to a big city before. As they looked out through the doorway at the back, they saw all sorts of horse-drawn vehicles, from smart gigs and carriages to hansom cabs, with the driver sitting on a little perch at the back, and to heavy lorries carrying all sorts of goods. Then there were some motor cars, not many really, but they seemed a lot to Larry and Lucy, who'd only ever seen one or two before. There was something else that really puzzled them. Along the middle of the street, there were rails, something like a train track. And then Larry said, look, look, what is it? A kind of big box on wheels with lots of windows was coming along the rail. A man at the front was driving it, and it seemed to be full of people. Dad smiled and said it was a tram, and it could carry people quite a long way out from the city. As they journeyed on, the shops and big buildings got less and less, and they were amongst houses. But not like the ones at home. They were often five or six houses, all joined together in a row. And some of them had two stories. When they turned a corner, they could see into some of the small backyards. Lucy was astonished. Is that all the ground they have? she asked. "Why, You can hardly turn around without bumping your elbows. Mum said that city people were used to being like that and didn't notice how small it was. Are we going to stay in a place like that? asked Larry. We'll soon find out, said Mum. In a few minutes, the cabman began to put on his brake and they stopped outside a big two-storied house with a large garden and plenty of trees. Look at the lovely coloured grass around the door, said Lucy. And then the door opened and a pleasant middle-aged woman with a large white apron stood there smiling at them. I suppose you're the lizards, she said. And as another cab pulled up at the gate, and this will be the bullfrogs. I'm very glad to see you all and I hope you'll be very happy in my house. The children can play in any part of the garden whenever they like. And then she led them inside. The children had never seen such a fine house, with its large windows, high ceilings and wide hall and staircase. Mrs Fox explained that it had been built by a man who made a lot of money on the goldfields a long time ago. And the children laughed and had to explain that it was because of gold that they were having this holiday. The bedroom seemed big enough to be a house and the beds looked very comfortable. After they unpacked and had a good wash and clean up, a bell rang and they all went downstairs to the dining room for tea. There was just one very long table with lots of chairs and that table seemed to be covered with food. It was a long time since the sausages and mashed potatoes on the railway station and they all had a very good meal. Afterwards, they all walked around the garden and the parents said how nice it was to have a meal they hadn't had to cook or do the dishes. Then Dad Bullfrog looked at Dad Lizard, who nodded, and said, I'm sure you children are all a bit tired to go for a walk to explore. No, we're not, they said, and made for the gate as fast as possible. And so they walked down the road, looking at all the houses, some large and some small, but getting smaller and shabbier as they came to the end. Let's just look around the corner, said Mum Bullfrog. And when they looked, they saw across the road a big iron gate and a notice that said, Public Park. They went in, and it seemed just like a fairyland after the shabby street. Wonderful lawns, beautiful trees, and lots of flowers of kinds they'd never seen. There were ponds and small lakes, and even goldfish, and in one corner swings and seesaws for children. They had a great time while the shadows grew longer and they knew they must get back before dark. And as they went, they watched a man on a bicycle with a long pole in his hand, lighting the gas lights in the street. There was the interesting experience of going to bed in a new place and the novelty of electric lights. Finally, the joy of settling down, pleasantly drowsy in a nice bed, thinking sleepily over the wonders of the day and dropping off to sleep with the anticipation of what tomorrow might bring.